Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Unfiltered Truth podcast. My name is Sarah Lefley, and I am your host for this podcast. And guys, I have to apologize to you. I dropped three incredible episodes for this podcast. I had such incredible engagement, so many amazing DMs. So firstly, just like, thank you so much for the support already. And then I went on a little hiatus for a couple of months. I said, here's three really cool episodes and now I'm leaving. (laughs) Um, So I am back delivering another podcast episode to you. And really my aim and goal is to be so consistent with this podcast because I feel like I just have so much to say and I forget how many people actually really love podcasts. I think it's an incredible way to connect with more people, but also for you to really witness a different side to me and a different level of articulation of different ideas and opinions that I hold um, across the coaching industry, across business, and just like in life in general. So in today's episode, what I'm really going to be unpacking and diving into today for you is a lack and scarcity mindset. So I put up a poll and I said, what do you guys want to hear? And by an overwhelming majority, I had a lot of people vote for lack and scarcity mindset, like a very overwhelming majority. I think it is something that is very common. I think it is something that a lot of people struggle with, um, except more like it about themselves. And they're a little bit stuck about how to transcend that. So this is going to be a very frank and direct conversation around lack and scarcity. This is my complete opinion on it and the way that I witnessed it in my life and how it played out. And also just like the standard that I hold in my life for it and how I just don't really tolerate really slipping into lack and scarcity anymore. So that's that. So we're going to be going into that and this is going to be a really beautiful segue into the next episode of this podcast, which is actually going to be me comparing my mindset and attitude at the beginning of business versus now. So I have been in business for just under two years now and the growth, the evolution is just insane, firstly, but also like I think the way that I lead myself now is vastly different to the way that I led myself in the very beginning. I think it's really important to speak to these things and to really show the evolution of not only my brand, but my business as well. So that's coming. So stay tuned. All right, buckle in. We've got some things coming and I'm, I'm really excited for the podcast this year and what's what's going to unfold. So thank you again for the support so far. But I say... Let's dive into lack and scarcity mindset because your girl has some stuff to say. Okay, actually, let's start somewhere else. Let's actually give a life update. Where have I been for the last two months? And I'm going to warn you, there might be some background noise in this episode because I currently have a kitten that is trying to sniff this microphone. (laughs) She just started sniffing it. Um, And she's also playing on my desk. So I do apologize, but if you didn't know, I am now a cat mom, which is so exciting. My babies live with me. Um, they are, I think, about four months old now. So we've got Daisy and Maple. And currently they have a fascination with um, smelling mum's glass of water and trying to drink out of it. So that is what they're currently doing. Um, besides that, I have just gone back to uni, which has been, wow, what a transition. Um, entering my fifth year, I've just declared marketing as my minor in my second degree, which is just so exciting because I feel like I really can take that academic approach and apply it to what I've learned 
hands-on in building my business. Um, I bought a car, which is just like, what? This was my dream car since I first started my business. If I was to scroll back in all of the screenshots, it would be sitting there and I put a deposit down for it and it should arrive in May. And that to me was just like one of the biggest achievements. And I, I think I'm still in a little bit of denial about it, um, mainly because I don't have it with me, you know, physically, but just like, you know, I think when you build your business and you have all these income goals, et cetera. It is just so exciting. But I think when, like for me personally, I actually don't have a car. Um, I'm a passenger princess through and through. Um, but I really noticed like wanting that independence, right? Wanting that independence and, and wanting that ability to actually drive, um, which I know just sounds like so almost weird. Like, why don't I have a car? Um, but I live like in the city. So I usually just walk everywhere. But so for me, like buying myself that car was that really big, almost like signal, like I'm a grown up now. <laughs> like I'm an adult now. And I know that sounds like so crazy, but like, you know, I trust that you know what I mean. So I did that. Um, I also hosted my first ever retreat, which I think I would have mentioned in the last episode, but I'm also not hundred percent sure because I recorded that so long ago that I actually forget what I said. Um, if you don't know that about me, like every time I'm talking and like, I'm riffing, it's just like such a beautiful, like intuitive transmission that like, by the end of it, I have no idea what I've said. I don't know if it landed. I just know that it was fucking powerful. So I held my first retreat and I co-hosted with my beautiful friend, Sally. And it was just so affirming to me that I'm on the right path and that this really is my mission here. And what I'm here to do is really just create and facilitate these spaces for women and just like for business owners to come together and have their success and growth normalized. Like where their success is inevitable. And this is a quote that I say all the time. And like, I'm almost like low key tempted to pop it into my bio as a reminder to myself and everyone. But like, I genuinely believe that, you know, when you say and repeat something to yourself so frequently, you actually start to believe that like, that is fucking neuroscience. You know what I mean? Like, this is just so cool. And I love, this is what I love about the brain. And, you know, that really ties into, you know, transcending a lack of scarcity mindset, which we're going to dive into. But you know, me and my tangents, that retreat really just signified and solidified to me that this is what I am meant to do. And I straight away launched a second retreat, which is running in May. And oh my God, am I excited? And I still have three spots left. It is for the 5th to the 8th of May. So if you're wanting to attend a retreat that is all inclusive of accommodation, food, workshops, you want to be in a room or a space where your success is fucking normalized, where your goals are not illogical. They're actually proven and there's so much evidence and support around you that you can do the thing this is really the space for you and i'm not going to be running another retreat this year so this really is your space if you're wanting to meet me in person and you just want to meet like-minded beautiful souls i highly recommend coming along to my may retreat so that's where i've really been and honestly i feel like with podcasts I kind of forgot that I had one. I know that sounds almost like really bad, but like, it's also like a very human part of me that I just want to like almost admit to you guys is that I am so consistent in all areas of my business that this was the thing that needed refinement. And for me, like I always do audits of my business. I'm always analyzing. And I was like, oh, something's off here. Like I actually should lean in and be really honest with myself. And for me, I was like, you know, you say that you are really consistent yet. Like where's the podcast? Absolute crickets, right? Hiatus, where'd they go? Does, does it even still run? So for me, it was really like 
being brutally honest with myself and understanding, okay, like, why am I not recording podcast episodes? Like, it's not because I'm too busy because y'all know I hate that excuse. And what I landed in the most was like, I actually have this, this like, I want to say block because you also know that I don't believe in that. I had this story, there we go, that I was telling myself that no one cared what I had to say, which is very fascinating because that story wasn't playing out in my Instagram. And I think like, for me, it was actually an edge to launch a podcast again. Because if you're an OG, you know that I had my first podcast, which was The Liberated Soul. And that was when I was Soul Lunar Healing. And I spoke very much about healing and mindset, etc. And I feel like the unfiltered truth, even the name was such an edge for me. You know, I remember when I came up with that edge, not that edge, that name, not me, like losing my words. Um, it actually was an edge because I was like, wow, I don't want people to think that I'm a bitch. I don't want people to think that the unfiltered truth means I'm calling people out and that I'm that I'm being really polarizing and rude because that's like just not who I am in my nature. So it was really funny that, you know, I had those really three highly successful episodes. And then for me, my ego was like, oh, we've got proof that we can do it. We don't need to do it anymore. Where really the edge for me was actually leaning in and continuing to record and it's like completely dissolving the story that like no one cared what I had to say because I know that's not true, right? Because I literally had evidence that that's not true. So when I was leaning into this story and this like really does tie into this lack mindset because I was sitting in lack with this podcast, ironic, right? Cause I'm about to deliver an episode on it. And I was sitting in lack with this podcast and I just thought I had already given myself a threshold or a ceiling. I'd already told myself, Oh, you're never going to get better than that. You know, you've done so well. You're really consistent with all your listens. Let's just not give ourselves evidence that we're going to crash and burn. This is where like a fear of failure actually set in for me, which has never actually happened. This really unfolded for me, particularly in last month, which was February, where I've always, always played an unwavering confidence in my business. And for some reason last month, it dwindled, it wavered. And I was like, okay, I don't have evidence of this. I don't have evidence of this fear. So last month was spent a lot of it facing really uncomfortable truths, facing a lot of discomfort of things that I've actually ignored in the first year and a half of business where I played into delusion too much. So now it feels like I'm in this, this phase or season of my life of refinement, because remembering like when we are presented with lack, when we're presented with scarcity, when we're presented with fear, we actually have a choice in how we respond to lack, how we respond to fear. And for me in those moments, I'll admit to you, it was easier to sit in lack. It was easier to play the victim. It was easier to find external problems than to witness that I was the problem to begin with. And that is what differentiates those in a lack mindset versus those that are in a very much like a growth or abundant mindset is that those that are in the growth season of their life or that mindset of their life are willing to identify that they are the problem and they are willing to transcend anything by just choosing to. Whereas those in lack mindset, what I've noticed is people love to rely on the fact they're in lack. People love to rely on the fact that they are in lack as proof as to why their business isn't successful or as proof as to why they haven't done the thing yet. It's like, oh yeah, I'm just in a lack or scarcity mindset. Like, oh my God, like I just can't transcend it. Oh, like my business isn't making any money because I'm just in lack. And whenever I hear that, it's almost like a red flag to me because I'm like, no, no, let's actually change our language there. You're actually choosing to be in lack. You're not in lack. You're choosing to be there. And you're actually choosing to play in that because you enjoy it. You enjoy to play in that victim 
personality, that victim um, type in your life because you receive validation from others and you get soothed by others. And what I'm here to say in this podcast is like, I'm actually not here to validate you and your victimhood. That's actually not my job. And I also don't speak like that because if I was to hold that standard for you where I validated you in my victimhood, then I was inherently going to set that standard for myself. And the business that I'm building and creating and the person that I am and the way that I've built myself to be doesn't actually validate victimhood. It doesn't validate victimhood. And I think literally this is probably the biggest cock block to people dissolving or transcending their lack mindset is the fact that they actually enjoy being the victim in situations and they're not willing to see how they play that role. Because for as long as we're not the victim and we play into the hero, we don't actually have to see where we're the problem or where we're actually in the wrong. And therefore we don't actually need to take responsibility and feel really uncomfortable. Like it is really designed within us as humans to avoid discomfort, right? Like think about like even the primal instinct of safety. Like think back to cavemen, right? Like this safety has been programmed and conditioned within us. And that's where I think the word safety has been a little bit warped and it's so important to understand that there is a differentiation between safety and neutrality and i do believe that we can be neutral in situations and simultaneously feel actually dysregulated like think back to um, a time you've invested in something that you knew you just had to be in that you really desired to be in and think about how neutral that decision was because you had that sense of knowing but think about maybe the level of dysregulation that came up for you when you actually paid that level or that amount of money so I want to address that firstly because I feel like that really does tie into lack. So here's the thing with with lack and scarcity mindset. How does that present? The main ways that I see it be presented or demonstrated in business is particularly with money, so with wealth in terms of, you know, cash. Also in terms of success. I see people play small or play into doubt more than they play into confidence or obnoxious energy. And, you know, sometimes that really is easier said than done. Oh, play into the obnoxious energy, right? Play into the confidence. And that can be actually really difficult for us to do, right? Particularly when we've collected so much evidence that we can't do the thing. And there is something called self-fulfilling prophecy where we actually collect evidence over the fact that that thing is true for us. So think, you know, when you're about to go to work, for example, if you work at a full-time job, part-time job, or, you know, whatever, because I'm sure if you run your own business, you love it. Um, so say, you, you know, you're in a full-time job. Say you wake up and you say to yourself, oh, I don't want to go to work today. And you start complaining. You go to work, you end up having the shittest day. And you come home and you're like, see, I knew I shouldn't have gone to work. I had the worst day ever. Do you think that's a matter of coincidence or a matter of attraction? That is what we call a self-fulfilling prophecy. So I believe that when we are in a lack mindset, we are also operating in a self-fulfilling prophecy where we seek evidence why we should be in lack. We seek evidence why we should be in scarcity. What I think people rely on so much of is evidence in the past where they've actually over-invested. So I'm going to use myself as an example. In my first financial gear of business, I made um, over $120,000 which is just like actually they're fucking insane. Like when you think about it, right? And I had no idea until I crossed the financial year because I was so in lack and scarcity, guys. Like I actually can't even tell you. I was so in lack. Um, you know, I, I mean, I started my business with $900 to my name and like I was working at the time. Like I had a part-time job, but my relationship with money was so warped and just so, um, I want to say tumultuous 
that the minute that I had a paycheck come in, I spent that paycheck. And like, mind you, I wasn't being paid a lot of money at Woolies. Like my weekly paycheck was about 450 from memory. But I would spend it straight away because I genuinely believed that I actually wasn't worthy of holding wealth. This has been a pattern in my business that has controlled me for a very long time and is actually still something I work on today. It's something that I really want to get a wealth coach over. But for now, I just like really bring it to my coach and mentor. And for me, it was becoming more literate with money um, and understanding it more. So that looked like doing my own bookkeeping for now, whereas I'm getting a software from this month. To really understand money and where it went, because in that first financial year, like, can I be honest? Well, I'm going to be. When I hit six figures, I didn't even celebrate it, you know? I didn't celebrate it because I actually felt like a fraud. I didn't feel worthy of it. I spent so much of it back into the business, which my accountant was like, this is fine. You're in your first year of business. You need to reinvest your profits, etc." And I just remember being like, where did that go? Because I ended the financial year, not with six figures in my bank account. I ended up investing pretty much all of it back into the business in mentorship, etc. And then I really shame myself for this. And I was like, what are you doing? Who do you think you are? I like, where's that money gone? You don't, you're not cut out for this. And there was a period of time where I was actually actively seeking for jobs to help with money because I had overcommitted and overinvested. And I had overinvested from this place of, I need to be here in order to be liked. I need to be here in order to be good um, at what I do. And I, I, I re- realized this pattern towards the end of last year and, and worked through it, right? So I'm speaking about this now from a very integrated place. But last year, I would have been in such this like stage of denial or state, I should say, of denial about it that I didn't even like acknowledge it, right? Like people were like, oh, my God, you're incredible. You made this much money. And for me, the minute I hit a cash milestone last year, like this is more so like the first six months of last year, like the last six months were pretty good. <laughs> um, the first six months, like if I hit a really big cash milestone or whatever in my business, you know, the first thing I would do is look to what I could invest in. And I remember someone reflecting to me because I said, oh, I wonder what course I can get now. Like I hit this milestone. I got this really cool like Stripe payout. I wonder what milestone I can do. And she said to me, why don't you just buy yourself something? So what do you mean? I am buying myself something. I'm buying myself a course, a program. She goes, no, no, no. I mean, that's for the business. I mean, something for you. What do you want? And I, in that moment, I remember I almost was shocked and I actually felt quite defensive. Like, how dare you? I invest in my business. Like I'm good. And upon like in retrospect and in hindsight, I'm like, wow, that was actually my first red flag that I was actually really sitting in lack in business and I didn't pull myself up on it, which was very interesting. And, you know, I, I did the money courses and I understood about attachment styles to money and I understood, you know, I read the you're a badass at making money and I had the money affirmations, like money flows to me with ease. Like I had the affirmation on a post-it note on my computer, guys. Like this was like, I needed the fundamentals of money mindset back then. And it, it took me a while to overcome mainly because I wasn't leading with compassion in wanting to transcend it. I was leading with a lot of anger at myself. So I think it's almost, you know, pretty fair to say that I had my fair share of money mindset, lack mindset in business back then. And what I've noticed is 
over the last nine months, now that I've really been doing this work, I've noticed how much I love actually talking about money and really owning that part of myself and also owning the part of myself that actually wants to earn money and earn even more and just like completely push my limits. So now, like back then, I remember I did this exercise and like if you're someone that's in a lack mindset, I highly recommend this because this is an exercise where you can actually see your threshold when it comes to um, your money mindset. So I wrote out, you know, I earn 5K per month. I earn 10K per month. I earn 15K per month. And I kept increasing, increasing until I wrote an amount that made me feel so physically sick that I was like, there is actually no possible way that I could ever do that. And my threshold was actually at the time 20K. And back then when I did that exercise, I think I was earning around the 5K mark per month, but don't quote me on that because I just can't remember verbatim. And when I noticed this, I actually brought it to my coach at the time. I said, I've just done this exercise. I have a, I have a limit. I have a ceiling. I have a ceiling and it ends 20K. And for me, what I unpacked was that I felt really unworthy of earning anything more than that. So I remember when I first hit, you know, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, like when I started hitting those milestones, it was actually really hard for me to celebrate them. I've whilst I always celebrate my milestones and I am just like so fucking grateful for everyone that has contributed to this, there was always that part of me because I had that lack mindset that felt like this is too good to be true. This is too good to be true. So then when my income would drop, I'd be like, oh, see evidence that was too good to be true. Right. And I had that evidence that I couldn't back it up, that I couldn't do it again. And and my ego thrived off of that. So it could have been so easy for me to slip back into lack. But I remembered that I actually have a choice. I actually have a choice. And going back to last year, and like I said, I overinvested, right? I def I 1000% overinvested. Do I regret any of my decisions? No. I think you can look back in hindsight and retrospect and identify lessons. And I think you can extract those lessons and bring them into your future. But I do not think regret serves anyone. I don't think it serves anyone well, because then you just like spiral in the what ifs instead of actually taking responsibility for the way that you acted and simply just moving forward, right? I do not believe in regrets, but I can really speak from an integrated place when I say I 1000% overinvested early on in my business. Now I don't even shame myself for it, right? Like I did what I did and I got to where I am today and that's the way I chose to do it. And that's the way I chose to to lead my life and to spend my money and, you know, so be it, <laughs> so be it. And I say this because what I see so often tying into what I was just speaking to is people that overinvest in business and then use that as an excuse as to why they're not going to invest again. Oh, because like back in this time, like I, you know, I did too much. Well, what you're doing is you're actually one, you're in a scarcity slash lack mindset, but two, you're just like relying on evidence of that one thing as to why you can't move now. And whilst that was an unsafe time, like we can actually identify where we're choosing something and simultaneously understand that that was unsafe for us at the time. So it's not about removing the idea that you were unsafe because you can overinvest and feel unsafe. I have been there. I have done that. And I have felt that 
and it's not taking away from that. It's simply being like, hey, I've done that before and I know that I felt really, really unsafe in that moment, but I'm actively choosing differently now. I'm actively choosing that that will not be my end result anymore because that is my choice. And when we use that kind of language of choice, we actually take back our control and autonomy over the situation. And that is a thing that a lot of people won't do. They will just sit in the, oh, but this one time I did that. I'm not actually available for that. I don't make myself available for these excuses because would a seven figure mentor make herself available or themselves available for that? I have never met a CEO or an entrepreneur who is a seven figure plus multi six figure, even six figure that has said, I invested too much in my business. I have to stop now. Why? Because we run a business. We run a business and we're actually designed to invest in our business, to make things better, to enhance the client experience, to enhance our own skills, to fill gaps in our knowledge, to fill gaps in our, in our intelligence, but people settle because once upon a time they had a lack mindset and once upon a time they overinvested, and therefore they can never do that again. Nine times out of 10, the people that sit in that kind of mindset, that sit in that level of, of evidence, their business will fail. And guess what? That is a choice. So lack and scarcity, I believe is a choice. Whilst it's really important that our mindset, particularly around money, is shaped and conditioned by our parents, what I think is so important to understand more of is that you can actually concurrently understand your conditioning around money and change it. And people want to do this consecutively, not concurrently. This is why it takes people so long to get over or to transcend, overcome, whatever word you want to use, a lack mindset in business is because they want to understand their conditioning and understand that and empathize with themselves. And then they want to do the work. And then they want to, they want to rewrite their money stories instead of being like, okay, this is my conditioning. This is, this is how I was raised. So I'm going to do some healing around that. And then I'm going to start collecting evidence now that I can actually trust myself and do the thing. Because you actually cannot become an incredible business mentor. You cannot sit there and promote widespread impact and legacy building and empire building if you're not willing to see where you have choices and where you're ignoring those choices. So for me, overcoming a lack mindset in business was literally a choice. I literally just sat there and went, I've had enough of myself. <laughs> I've had enough of of the anxiety around money. I've had enough of, of um, second guessing myself. I've had enough of not celebrating myself. So I'm choosing differently now. You know, one thing I never stopped doing, investing. That's right. I got to overcome a lack mindset and continue to do it. And people aren't willing to do that. That requires a really deep level of self-trust. It's called meeting an edge. Do you want to build a business or do you want to have a hobby? And if you're someone that's really content with you know, your business as it is, and you're in a lack mindset, then like all the power to you. I'm speaking to those that want their next level. They want to calibrate to that new fucking frequency. And they're like, what's stopping me from getting there? I'm activating those people. I'm speaking to those people because I have been there and I know you are capable of more. Your success is inevitable. Your potential is limitless. Believe that, repeat that to yourself. How I overcame a lack mindset in business is I simply decided and then I showed up every single day and collected evidence. I invested, I met so many edges. I got myself into rooms, to spaces where I was not the smartest person in the room. 
I was willing to be the small fish. Why? Because I chose to be. Because it's the business I wanted to build. Because I'm a fucking powerful woman. That's why. And I have a choice. I'm not a victim. I don't play in the victim. I used to. I'll put my hand up and say that. So who do you want to be? Who do you choose to be in this moment? Catch yourself in your language. Catch yourself in your excuses. Why? You know, when you when you want to say, I'm using the example of investing because I feel like that's very prominent in business. But like, say you see something that you want to invest in and you're like, oh, I should DM. No, I know I shouldn't. Well, why not? Trust. Build that trust. Why would anyone trust you to lead them in business if you can't even lead yourself in your own business? I believe that lack and scarcity is a choice. I think with the amount of personal development that is out there, the amount of knowledge that is out there, you can transcend and overcome this. I have always led business with like this mindset of why can't I just have it all? You know, I remember like very early on in my business when when I was a bit of a lower investment and and I had a lot of um, back and forth with people, whereas now people aren't so back and forth. I remember someone saying to me, oh, I I can't do this because I'm going on holiday and, and, you know, I'm going on holiday. And I remember thinking to myself, well, you know, that's a decision, that's a decision, but I would never, I would do both. <laughs> Especially now in, in this, in this start of my, in this, um, not start this stage of my business, I'd have it all. That's the mindset I lead with is like, I'm just going to have it all. I'm going to have this be present and I'm going to have the lack be present, but I'm going to actually transcend that. And I'm going to collect evidence and I'm going to choose and I'm going to meet edges And I'm going to feel safe and neutral doing it. Why? Because I have the bigger picture and vision in mind. So ask yourself right now, why are you actually choosing to play in lack? Why are you afraid of your own success? What is required of you to be successful that you're not willing to meet or do? That's the juice. That's the real tea. All right. I mean, this has been a powerful transmission. Are we, are we surprised? No, of course not. This is an activation. And, you know, if you're wanting to go even deeper into lack and attachment to money, I have a little surprise for you, but my next masterclass is actually all based on this and it's called money, honey. And this will be a 60 minute masterclass. I will also have a workbook that is accompanying it. It will run either towards the end of March or early April. And this is a money mindset masterclass. This is my first ever money mindset masterclass. I am so excited. Like I have run um, the 200K masterclass and the, the six figures masterclass, but that was really about how I did what I did. And I did touch on mindset, but this is like an in-depth attachment to money, how I went from spending all of it to saving, to continuing to invest, to choosing differently. like. This will be the most powerful masterclass for you to be in if you're really resonating with this episode. So you can send me a DM on Instagram if you want to be a part of it. We are in early bird pricing at the moment of $77. But I just wanted to drop that in there because you can have more activation and more power behind your mindset. And it can be found inside of Money Honey Masterclass. But I guess what I really want to wrap up and say here is I overcame the lack mindset because I'm in control. 
I'm in control of my mind. Why? Because I chose to be. How? I just decided. In this moment, I decided. I just said to myself, okay, different now. Move on. Let's collect evidence. Self-fulfilling prophecy. Tying back into what I said earlier in this episode, right? It's not this huge process where you have to close your eyes and get your journal out and be like, why am I in lack? The more time you spend fixating on the fact that you're in lack, you're never going to transcend it because you like to fixate on it. So what would it look like if instead of fixating on the fact that we're in scarcity or lack or that, oh, my money mindset, like I just have to work on that. What would it look like if we just flipped the switch? What would it look like if instead we had a really abundant and growth mindset and we applied that to our life, to our relationships, to our business? What would it look like instead of feeling lack in relationships, you felt like you were overflowing in relationships with abundance and love? What would it look like if we injected a new level of intentionality into your relationships? Would things change? Would the standard of conversations change? What you're entertaining is what you're attracting. So it literally makes no sense. It's like I posted a piece of content around this, actually. It makes absolutely zero sense. If you want to scale into a multi six figure year, yet you open up your iMessage and your friend's complaining about XYZ and why she's in a lack mindset. You get to hold you and your friend to a higher standard here. You get to choose what you're willing to entertain and what you're not willing to entertain. Overcoming a lack mindset really comes down to the preservation of energy and being so mindful of where your energy output is actually going. Your expenditure, your energy expenditure. Knowing that you get to set more standards, but if you can't even lean in and have a hard conversation with someone like, hey, I'm not actually willing to discuss that, like I'm going to hold us to a higher standard. Are you actually willing to transcend your lack mindset? This is like a little bit of like tough love, radical responsibility and and beautiful honesty vibes because I think it is so important. Your messaging and your language means everything when it comes to what you're willing to, to transcend in your mindset, in your energy and in your life. You can't say one thing on the scenes and then it can be completely different off the scenes. And this is like what I mean is I see a lot of, not a lot of people, it's a bit dramatic, but I, I see some content of people saying they've transcended a, a lack mindset where I fully know that they haven't because I can see it in their messaging that they haven't. Or I can see it in the way that, um, you know, they speak on their stories that they actually haven't transcended that. So I think it's a little bit of like this hot topic or like this statement that people love to throw around to be like, hey, don't worry, like I'm superior. Like, don't worry, I've transcended things. Like fully just own where you're at. Fully own it. Like if you're in lack, just own it and then know that you get to choose differently. But I will still say that I can still slip into lack mindset sometimes. It is something that I haven't fully, fully 100% transcended. I would say like 95%. Yeah. So I'm integrated in in what I'm speaking to, but there is still that element that creeps up on me sometimes when I'm really vulnerable or when I'm like feeling really susceptible to, to criticism or to being sad. And that's okay. I don't shame myself for that. It doesn't mean that I'm in that I'm a victim doesn't mean that I'm always in lack again. It means like, okay, interesting. Like I look at it with curiosity. Why has this come up for me again? Why am I, why am I slipping into this pattern again? Interesting. What's my trigger here? Okay. How is this initiating me into a deeper level of growth and abundance mindset? So use these triggers as your teachers, but use this as really, really powerful lessons to understand where these gaps in your knowledge are, where are these blind spots really present for you? It's all a learning experience at the end of the day, but you have a choice. So don't kid yourself in thinking that you don't. You have autonomy. You have control over your mind. No one has it easier than you. 
sure, some people might have different conditioning, but no one has it easier. There's no pedestaling here. Some people are just willing to lean in and be uncomfortable and choose differently. Whereas you might be someone that likes to sit in the excuse. Like I said, no shame. We own it. We move through it. So after this week's episode, what I want you to do is like fully just like be completely honest with yourself. Like, where are you actually playing into lack in your life? Is it in business? Is it in, you know, your money? Is it in your relationships? You feel like you're not worthy of more. You can't receive more. Is it in the conversations you're having? You're like, oh, this is so service level. I want to go deeper. Be willing to lean in this week. Like that is my almost like my homework for you, if you will. It's like, I want you to do one thing this week where you actually can lean in and transcend an aspect of your lack mindset. And send me a DM. Let me know how this is landing with you. Like, let me know what you're integrating. Let me know what, what comes up for you. Because I think like this is so powerful to transcend in business. Like the moment that you gain control back over your mindset is the is literally the moment that everything changes. This is a game changer for me. I don't see any any leaders in lack mindset 24-7. I don't see any leaders, CEOs, etc. etc. Falling victim into lack mindset. So stay focused on your vision and your mission. What are you here to do? And you got this. You got this, right? You're incredible. <laughs> So that pretty much wraps up like how I wanted to speak to lack and scarcity and mindset. Like I said, please send me a DM. Let me know what is landing with you. Let me know how you liked this week's episode. Next episode is going to be all about mindset as well. So it's going to be, I, essentially it's going to be like a part two to this conversation. Cause like, you know, I've got some stuff to say. Like I said, we have the money honey masterclass. If you would like to join that. Otherwise, I am also enrolling for my second mastermind, which is my beginners slash secret mastermind that is running in April. This is a six month mastermind all for beginners in business who really want to elevate their coaching skills or their business skills, whether they're a coach or they want to start another business. They want to know the fundamentals to offers, pricing, strategy, marketing, building a social media presence, building, you know, their content creation. Like this is really the fundamentals. I have a co-coach joining me who is a copywriter and every single month we will be reviewing your strategy, reviewing your copywriting and giving you in-depth feedback. Like seriously, there is no other space like this, like for beginners where no question is too basic, no question is too simple. Everything is perfect. So you can join this, this mastermind by application only. You can send me a DM or find the link in my bio if you would like to apply. This is going to be such a powerful space. And also like if you have already started your business, but you're like, hey, I just want to nail the fundamentals of business. You are so welcome to join this mastermind. This mastermind is for anybody. This really is your space to smash out this year. This is the only time we'll be running this mastermind in 2023. So those are the two key things that I would probably lean towards for you. But Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for your ongoing support. So many of you were listening to the podcast when I took my break and it's meant like so much to me to, to receive all your beautiful messages. If you've liked this episode, please go ahead and rate it five stars. And that would mean so much to me. Or I would love to see you all sharing the podcast onto your stories because that is seriously just so amazing to see and means so much to me. But I will speak to you all in next week's episode. Remember, you have a choice choose wisely. Bye guys.